This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Oh, that was very springy. I know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Maybe uh, there, there's something to it. Sun shining, we all know, is good for us. Yes. The vitamin D is great, but it also improves your spirit. The sun is shining. It's going to be a beautiful day, and we've been through a miserable six weeks. I know January and February had some really nice peaks, mm-hmm. but the last six weeks have been shit. So enjoy today. I'm in a great mood. Oh, by the way, we were talking about this on our radio shows today. There is uh, a friend of mine who called me yesterday, and he's actually a bigger fan of yours than mine. I'm just the guy he drinks with. He's a fan of yours, Cat. Okay. And he said, hey, you and Cat, everything okay? And I said, yeah, why? And he said, well, I heard you guys fighting in the podcast yesterday. People heard that discussion about the library and took from that that we were mad at each other and we were having a fight. <laughs> Okay, I I mean, sure, you could say that it got heated, but could you imagine that I was at, that we were actually fighting about that? Like, I'm just trying to think of what that would look like. Imagine if it was like I cannot lo- I cannot work with Scott any longer. It's done. Four radio shows gone. Podcast finished. And then they'd be like, "Why? We disagree on libraries." <laughs> I'm mad, furious, refuse to work with him. For me, it would be something like. Dave, I cannot work with Kat anymore because she is reckless with taxpayer money. (laughs) Just pisses it away all the time, and I cannot work with somebody that irresponsible when it comes to money. Uh, The library thing, though, did get some good comments. Thank you to everybody who heard the pod and texted us. That text line isn't just for the radio shows. It's also for After Mm 9. So if you want to weigh in on something, 1-833-915-7469 spells show. Lots to get to in this episode, and we're going to start off with the return of Zellers. Next week, it's back. Yay! I don't know if I should be all like, yay or not. I'm not, I don't know yet. Okay, we've been fooled before. Yes, we have. When Target came back, I, I was ready to leave the goddamn parade down Young Street. <laughs> and then we all went into Target and thought, ah, oh, shit, it's just Walmart with different colors. It's not the same as Target in America. Well, Zellers is coming back, a throwback for many, but brand new for others, and it's going to be in, I've got the Ontario locations in this area. Cambridge Center Mall in Cambridge, Aaron Mills Town Center, Mississauga, Burlington Mall, Burlington, White Oaks Mall, London, Scarborough Town Center, Penn Center in St. Catharines. All opening up March 23rd inside Hudson's Bay stores. Again, they're not standalone Zeller stores. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a store within a store or a pop-up inside the Bay, which is fine because the Bay, I feel like, is a terrible use of space. I totally agree. Now, they did similar with Forever 21. You might remember they revived Forever 21, and you can find that inside Hudson Bay. I don't know how they're doing like financially, if it's, if it's worked, but it seems to be. Uh, I don't know, doing well. It looks good anyway, and so the Zellers are going to be similar where it's just like a corner or a blocked-off portion of the bay and the cool part about it is although temporary and I I hope that it happens more and more and I'm sure if Zellers is successful Zellers part two 
then it will happen more is the food trucks. So a lot of people, when you think about Zellers, there's a few things you think about, you know, that rickety, like ride that's at the front of the store. It looks like a death trap for children. Right. That's what I remember. Like that thing's one bolt, screw, or spring away from killing somebody. It probably did kill children. I don't know. I didn't look into it. So then there's that, and then there's Zeddy. Zeddy Teddy. I had a Zeddy. I still have my Zeddy Teddy. So there's that, and then there's the Zeller's was it called Zeller's Diner or Zeller's Restaurant? I think it was Zeller's Restaurant, and it was just a dirty little diner in the corner. Yeah. At the time, <laughs> it was if you were really on a budget or just really had no other options, you would eat there, but nobody went out of their way to do it. I feel like now, because it's been gone so long, people are like, fucking pumped to eat at the Zeller's food truck. And that's all it is, is a food truck. And it's only for, uh, again, for now, it's only going to be a pop-up for the first like couple of weeks as they reveal these locations. And they're only at select locations. They haven't revealed which ones out of the ones that you mentioned, by the way, that'll be there on the 23rd. But very exciting nonetheless. It's going to be similar food too. It's like that cafeteria style, like burgers, fries, shakes, that kind of stuff off of a food truck though. So do with that what you will, but that will be available. And I'm, I think it's smart of them to do that because it's all about social media and people sharing on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, even whatever, that nostalgic feel of it. Now, whether or not this this new line that they're selling is going to be good. And, you know, every store has their own version. Like, you got George for Walmart. <laughs> George. George. I, they really got to do a rebrand. If I have something that has George on the outside so that everybody knows I got it at Walmart, it's I don't want to wear it. It's embarrassing. I have flip-flops. I have just, like, a big George. I'm like, oh, I don't even want to wear this. Like, right. I look cheap. Even though flip-flops are cheap. And I'm not buying expensive flip-flops. That's it. Period. I do buy flip-flops at Walmart. You're damn right I do. That or Old Navy when they're on sale. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't know how like low-key it's going to be, this brand, or if it's going to be good. Uh, but there's that. Um, oh, I forget the name of it, too. I'll, I'll find it. But uh, then there is licensing, and they do have licensing. So you're going to get like Disney-branded things, and which means anything Mickey Mouse and Minnie and Elsa and all that stuff. Uh, that's going to be popular in the kids' section. And it really is just small sections. It's going to be like kids' section here women's section, I guess, men's section, and stuff. There will be accessories. So purses, jewelry, um, some household items as well will be sold through the new Zeller store. I'm glad it's coming back. It's a good throwback, if nothing else. And the thing is, it's not like there's a massive investment into this. It's a store within stores that already exist, and, staff that already works there. Well, and let's face it, the Bay probably needed a bit of an infusion because like you mentioned, those stores are massive. The Bay is humongous. So why not make it? This is kind of a mind blowing too when you think about it because I think of those stores inside Hudson's Bay as like the Bay is like a mall inside the mall Yes. at this point. Like there's many stores inside the Bay now because you also have Mac Cosmetics. Don't forget about that. There's usually like a photo place or something inside a lot of Bay locations. You've got the Forever 21. Now you've got Zellers and more things will pop up. For sure, inevitably. And now it's kind of like the Bay is a mini mall inside a mall. It's freaking weird. The Bay to me is kind of like the, the it's indicative, indicative of an older person subculture that most of us are not aware of. I really don't have any use to go to the Bay. I don't go to the Bay for really anything. And I don't think most people our age and younger do. But if you go in there, the middle of the day, you're going to see a whole bunch of fucking old people just sort of wandering around. And then that subculture has their spots. They they go to the bay. Then they go to, like, 
Swiss chalet for an early dinner. And they'll, <laughs> they're the ones who are lining up to buy like Lotterio tickets. Like who knew that that was even a, a lottery still, but apparently it is and old people play it. They do all these little things that you would never know about unless you actually got exposed to it. I can't wait till I'm retired because that sounds like a great day. I'm go peruse the bay for an hour and a half because that's how long it's going to take to look through everything. Probably buy nothing, by the way, at the end of that. And then trot on over to Swiss Chalet for a 4 p.m. quarter chicken. <laughs> I'm in. Give me that lifestyle, baby. Where else do old people go? The Mandarin. They yeah. love Mandarin. Oh, well, people do love Mandarin. Is it's, it just because it's all you can eat? Or what, what is the deal with Mandarin? Well, and the weird thing is, is that usually older people don't even eat a lot. No. They just like they'll get like the tiny tea plates and like, <laughs> fill it up with like one spring roll, a couple of fries, and a slice of weird pizza, and then they sit there and eat that. And then, well, I'm I'm just tuckered out and I'm full. It's time for my nap. I think the only reason they go to the Mandarin really is because they don't want to make their own Jello. They can just go and get it off the buffet. Oh, the Jello. Old people also love Jello. Jello, rice pudding, all that shit. It's easy to digest? Yeah. Like easy to eat, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe it helps some poo or something like that. I don't know. But either way, they yeah, they love that it. shit. You don't have to chew it a lot. <laughs> I think they like that. <laughs> don't worry about anything popping out. I'm telling you, we're not making fun because we're all, hopefully, if we're blessed enough, we'll be there one day. I hope to be there one day. Goals, right? Goals. Someday I want to go and wander right. around the bay, buy some Lotterio tickets, and have an early dinner yeah. at Swiss Chalet. And I'll take the bus there and back. No yeah. problem. All right. There's a... Uh, a lot of things on our radar. I want to circle back on something that came up this morning on our morning shows. You can listen to us on 91.5 The Beat in Waterloo Region or Energy 95.3 just about everywhere else from Hamilton, Toronto, basically all across the 905 right through Niagara. And it was about these Facebook groups. I didn't know too much about them until you mentioned it. And I think the only reason it came across your desk today is because they're celebrating a milestone in 41,000 users now on the Toronto Mississauga group. It's a group where women go and they post pictures of guys that they're dating or have gone on dates with. And they're hoping that if you're also dating that guy, you let them know that you're both dating a cheater. Yeah, it's are we the same guy is what it's called. And as you mentioned, all of these, uh, all of these different cities have their own groups. The, the Toronto and Mississauga, it's a combined Toronto Mississauga group is at 41,000 plus with over 20 posts a day, but they wanted to make it really clear that people who run this group. And for those who don't realize how Facebook groups run, it's not like, uh, a group of people, actually. There's usually one person or several participants who start the group, and they are managers of the group, and they agree to the terms and conditions of what they can and can't do. And because it hit this milestone of over 40,000 people, they were talking recently to a publication about it. And just explaining, it's actually a very, uh, it's a private group, first and foremost, so not just anybody can join. They want to make everybody aware that you can post photos and a basic bio of a man that you are dating, Red flags included. So it may not necessarily be cheating. It's any red flags. Maybe they're hitting you up for money. You know, maybe something's weird and sketchy with that. They're trying to scam you. Maybe they're a catfish, whatever it is. You could share those profiles and those photos. Be aware of who he calls himself as Eric from Brampton. Eric looks like this, or at least this is the photo he put out there. And people have been busted for all kinds of things. But they say in, in a, as a whole, the group aims to create a supportive community where women can protect and empower each other and where information about potentially dangerous or toxic men can be shared. We So we talked about this today, and we actually had someone who joined one of the groups 
reach out and say it's actually pretty respectful. Nobody just posts and says, this guy sucks. I hate him. You know, everybody look at his face and hate him. It's not really like that. It's a lot of red flags. And there are a lot of people who are kind of catfishing out there. And maybe that means that they've actually been on a one-on-one date with this person who's wondering, um... Is there something off with this guy and turns out he is trying to scam? Or maybe it really is. I'm three months into a relationship with this guy. He's acting sketchy about where he was last weekend. He's acting sketchy about his phone. You know what? I'm just going to post this photo. Less of those apparently and more of the red flag stuff. Okay. I would just hate to end up on this group because A, it means your partner does not trust you. It means that your partner is not only doesn't trust you, they won't even talk to you about the distrust. They've gone to complete strangers and posted your picture or or information. And and I'm thinking that could be used in a lot of weird ways. I mean, hey, maybe the person is cheating. Maybe they're not. But what if their boss sees that? What if their coworkers mm-hmm. see that? I mean, it really is when you do it socially like that, the ultimate shaming and I just don't know if that's the appropriate venue for such a thing, you know? I don't know if, I don't know how much, because I'm not on it and I'm not even going to request to be on it for the sake of this. I'm not, but I'm going to trust the people who text in about it. That's what I'm going off of. But there is a lot less shaming. And in fact, that's not allowed. In the group, you cannot uh, call anyone names, make someone, some, uh, make fun of someone's physical appearance. You'll get blocked and kicked out of the group immediately. It's not about that. It truly is about trying to save women time, trying to put get dangerous people on other people's radar. And that is what it's about. And I think that's okay if it keeps if it stays supportive. Because like I said, there are some scammy weird people. But just as much, there could be some female weird scammers. But just because we're talking specifically about these groups geared towards men, we'll talk about the male ones. There's a lot of women who have been in toxic relationships before that probably want to let someone know. And I think if you're saving someone a lot of time, maybe money, I suppose, too. But um, emotional damage, I'm all for that. You know, if there's someone who's just a toxic piece of shit... And I don't know a lot of them, thank God. Like, I'm not sure if this happens often. But if there really is someone who's doing that, who is scamming, who is lying about where he came from, maybe he's married with children and he's trying to date people. I think there's nothing wrong with giving a heads up. I think if people are really, really pissed off about this and angry, they might be more likely the ones that could end up on it. That's the that's the vibe I'm getting is the people who are the most angry about it. I'm wondering, like, why are you so angry? Are you worried you're going to be on it? No. Just a thought. No, I, I'm thinking... I'm not so- talking about you, by the way. I'm talking about the people who are angry on this on this post. Well, I'm just trying to put it in reverse. And I don't know if there is or isn't groups for guys to warn each other about certain predator women but I, I or toxic women. But we certainly know that they exist as well. One thing I would point out, though, is how would a woman feel if they found out guys were discussing them? I mean, did they do something wrong? Would be my question. Like, well, if, and there's always two sides to a story, right? There's always two sides to a story. But if um, if if it happened maliciously, I th- apparently they can tell and they'll follow up and make sure that it didn't. It, the the managers of this group, by the way. So let's say I, uh, whatever. Someone was just mad and put someone's photo up there, even though they did absolutely nothing wrong. Watch over this person. He's a piece of shit. If there's no reasoning for it and no actual explanation, apparently that's when the flags will get written up about them right so then it's like you're booted Karen you know this guy is there's no red flags here you're just being you're just being a a dick so they all kind of work together to also get rid of those but apparently that again apparently according to those people that doesn't happen often it's more so like yo I met this guy on Bumble I met up with him twice something was weird he asked me to pay the bill and that was fine but then he asked me for money and then he, whatever, some sort of a weird thing happening. Anybody know anything about this guy? And like, holy cow, he told me his name is Jose. He told you his name is John or whatever. 
and then it's just red flagging people. And hmm. I think staying away from like the dangerous people, the predators, those, if, you, if those people are less likely to do it because they're worried about those Facebook groups, I'm all for that. I'm all for it. Okay. To know you might show up on that group, if that makes you less likely to do it, I'm good. Interesting. Okay. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, speaking of Facebook, Meta cutting thousands more jobs to cut costs. They're slashing another 10,000 jobs and leaving an additional 5,000 open positions vacant. They say they're also going to reduce the size of its recruiting team as well as make further cuts to their tech groups late next month, followed by its business groups in late May. That's on top of the tens of thousands of people that have already been laid off. A couple of things on this. I didn't know Meta had that many employees, but apparently it is crazy how many they had that they can cut like 10 and 20,000 jobs mm-hmm. and it doesn't really make a difference in business operations. Also, what the fuck is going on between Meta and and Google and all these tech companies that are all slashing thousands and thousands of jobs? It seems like every day, then you get the collapse of that uh, Silicon Valley Bank the other day, seemingly out of nowhere. Apparently, nobody saw this coming, including the banking regulators in America. Something's going on that we just don't seem to be aware of. Why are so many tech companies cutting thousands of jobs and then to boot their bank goes completely under in the middle of the night. So obviously I don't work for any of those tech companies, but we did hear from people who who did. And mainly, apparently, this is the part where it gets kind of it gets kind of strange is that it's AI taking over those jobs. And when I say AI, obviously, some people will automatically think of something, a robot. Maybe you're thinking like, what do you mean? A robot's going to take over the job? AI is like an umbrella term for a lot of different advances that we have right now. It could be as simple as new technology like uh, ChatGPT, which can create press releases and all kinds of things. Maybe you get to eliminate a job because of that. I don't know. It could be as a robot. It could be something as simple as a, a robot who's able to do your job. But it's interesting that in the tech sector, people who kind of came up with this technology or at least helped to advance it to where it is are the ones that are losing their job. Yeah, you you essentially work yourself out of a job. You essentially create your own replacement, and that job is never coming back. I got to think that if you're one of the tens of thousands of people that just got laid off by Meta or one of the tens of thousands that got laid off in the last couple of months, where do you go considering all the other tech companies are laying off as well? I mean, it's not like if Meta lets you go, you can just cross the street and go to Google or go to Shopify or go to any of the other companies because they all seem to be cutting. Does that mean there's going to be like thousands upon thousands of unemployed computer professionals just waiting for work? I I mean, I don't know. I couldn't tell you what the future holds for that sector. Maybe they know a little bit better, but there's always technology to improve on, isn't there? And you need people to start that. You know, as of right now, yes, of course, maybe you or someone in your industry worked yourself out of a job because when you used to have to go through a manual person at Facebook to look through these groups, for example, we just talked about Facebook groups to regulate them and make sure everyone's now they have stuff in place automatically to flag you. 
instantly your comment that has that vulgar word is eliminated. They create a technology to make sure that that happens, right? When you think of all those little things that add up, of course, you're eventually eliminating humans from the position. It's just escalating quite quickly, I think. Um, and and there's always going to be something, though. There's always going to be something new. Eventually, they'll need people. It could be a yo-yo thing. When it comes to the tech industry, this could be a yo-yo situation. And please, if you work in it, let me know if you agree or not. I feel like there's always going to be like a surge of, we need people now. We're working on these technologies. We need people now. And then there's going to be that decline of, well, thanks for working on that technology. We don't need you now for a while. And then there's going to be another surge. That's possible. Okay, but with all the, I I hate to keep going back to the actual number, but these are people that lost their job at the Mm -hmm. worst possible time while the economy is completely in the shitter. And I've said a few times on the pod in the past couple of months that I think the government, particularly the Bank of Canada, is cooking the books. They are raising interest rates and doing all these things and saying, oh, the economy's great because they cherry pick numbers from StatsCan and say things like, oh, look at that. The the February export numbers were great. That means the economy's overheated and we got to raise rates again. They also look at the employment numbers very carefully. And we keep getting this, oh, employment is at an all-time high. Unemployment's at an all-time low. I don't understand how that's possible when tens of thousands of people every couple of weeks are losing their jobs in the tech sector. When are we going to see that reflected? Mm. I also think, by the way, a lot of the reason that we have so many people working or such low uh, unemployment is because a lot of people have taken a second job. That has a lot to do with it, and they don't count that in any of those numbers. But I am hearing, though, that with the uh, collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank, this is a good reason that the banks may actually start lowering interest rates sooner than later because there's a lot of people that don't have a whole lot of confidence in the banking system when you hear an entire bank collapses. Charles Schwab lost $3 billion in one night. Crazy. Yeah, it's a weird time, isn't it? So, I mean, hey, if you're getting ready to lock in with your new mortgage renewal, just talk to a couple of professionals. Talk to a couple of mortgage brokers. They usually have a pretty good idea of what's going on and what's happening in the market. And my mortgage broker just told me the other day, the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank might actually be really good news because it probably is going to start to lower interest rates. And I don't give a shit about the companies. I'm thinking about the people who just can't afford their right. payments anymore. Yeah. I'm going to give credit to two different parties at two different levels of government for two really good ideas. And, and you got to credit the good with the bad. So I'm going to give full praise to federal liberal transportation minister Omar Al-Gabra, who announced yesterday that they are finally going to close the loophole that allows airlines to deny passenger compensation under using the term safety reasons. They're going to overhaul the Passenger Bill of Rights in Parliament this spring. So safety issues include maintenance problems, crew shortages, and airlines often will say things like, well, don't have enough flight attendants, not safe to fly, so we don't have to compensate you because it's a safety issue. But is that really a safety issue or was that a staffing issue that was totally preventable? Well, the airlines are using it to get out of compensating us. Hey, if you have to spend the night in a hotel because they canceled your Wednesday flight and now you can't fly out till Thursday... You should be compensated for I that. I agree, yes. I think most people would agree. People who, you know, who aren't working for the airline, maybe. <laughs> well, airlines using a technicality like that is part of the reason that there are, and I know this is going to sound unrealistic, but it's true, 42,000 complaints still waiting to be dealt with hmm. at the Canadian Transportation 
Canadian Transportation Agency. 42,000 complaints. They got to hire 200 more people to try and tackle that backlog of complaints against the airlines. And a lot of it is stuff like that. Airline cancels a flight. They blame it on safety reasons or some sort of a weird maintenance issue. And people get screwed over. Well, they're going to close the loophole. I think that's great news. Mm. Anytime they improve our rights as consumers. The other thing is Ontario conservative Labor Minister Monty McNaughton. This guy's great. He might even be premier someday. He is proposing to amend the rules about bathrooms on construction sites. He says they need to become cleaner, safer, and provides, and there must be some for women only. They did an inspection blitz last month, and the Ministry of Labor, over 1,800 construction sites, found 244 violations. Wow. 244 out of 1,800. <laughs> Who didn't even know that there were that many violations that you could come across? Right? That's a lot. So he says the most common problems are on construction sites, a lack of privacy. Yeah, absolutely. Porta potties are not private to begin with. Even though no one can see you, they can hear you. They got to go in after you and smell that smell. Ugh, you know, I mean, disgusting. They're, they're really not that private. There's a lack of cleaning because. I don't think the workers clean it that often. There's a company who provides it and they're supposed to service it. But what do they come? They hose it down. Once a week? I don't even know. Like cleaning? Like they just hose it down, right? That's all they do. They hose it down and that's why the seat's wet sometimes when you go in. Sometimes it's It's because someone peed on it and it's fucking gross. We need to find better options. And I agree. And listen, if that's what's deterring people from working in those uh, construction or whatever might, might be using it then I think it's absolutely something to look into because it is disgusting. It is gross. And proper facilities, whether it's a man or a woman, proper facilities would be lovely. I've been to many festivals. I know you have too, where we've had those. There's a couple of different types, but there's like these trailer style bathrooms. Those are beautiful. They're quite nice. It's like the Cadillac of shitters. And you definitely don't need that like VIP style. Something smaller, right? But I've seen uh, even at at, uh, outdoor carnivals and uh, like pumpkin patches and shit like that. I've seen these adorable little trailers that aren't like crazy like the vip behind the festival things that we're talking about but it's kind of like an in-between it's got a toilet but instead of being a big gaping disgusting hole with that gross greenish liquid that you're looking down upon when you go pee and you smell it it has like the flap kind of like on an airplane so it kind of protects and blocks what's down there already and they actually do use water to flush it through can't we find like a good in-between where we can have that available because I do find it gross and kind of hazardous and gr- and, and gross. Yeah. <laughs> and gross some more. The other most common complaint was no toilet at all. So you're just supposed to, if you're on certain construction sites and they don't have a bathroom, you're just supposed to like go and hang it out and pee against a tree or whatever. Well, that doesn't work as well for women. And part of the reason they want to change yeah. this is because there is a push to try and get more women into the skilled trades. Well, if you don't have proper bathroom facilities, that's a big barrier. Yeah, it is a big barrier. It is probably something that people have considered. If they get grossed out by it and they're kind of fed up with it, then they probably would be more likely to leave, even if they did start in the trades and and feel like they were not accommodated well enough uh, safely at work. It would be one of the reasons why they probably would leave. It's it's gross. It's gross for everybody for sure. But if again, if that's what's deterring some women from getting into the into these trades, please let's fix it. Those porta potties are awful. The only time I actually use them is when I'm on a golf course. Because when you're out in the middle of the course and the clubhouse is, I don't know, a ten minute cart ride away, you need to have a bathroom facility. So the the 
bathrooms on most golf courses are disgusting. Mm-hmm. However, the porta potties look like it's where death lives. It is just Ugh. foul. Nasty. And and if they can do something to improve the porta potties, maybe some new technology. I don't know what's required here, but that would be great because I hate using them. I. Half the time, I don't even. I'll just go and pee against a tree or something like that. Yeah, see, and this, again, this is where women get impacted. It's not that easy for us. Last thing, because we are running out of time. There's a really good article that we we read this morning on our FM radio shows. It was about young people, Gen Z, coming into the workforce and not being fully prepared for the workforce experience. And I don't mean that they don't have the, the right training or anything. I mean, they're not familiar with the old school technology that's still around in some workplaces, namely things like the scanner, the fax machine, the photocopier. I don't understand why, and and they're being shamed for it by some of their older colleagues who would like to poke fun at them. Oh, you don't know how to use a fax machine. (laughs) Hey, get this, Larry. She doesn't know how to use a fax machine. That's a weird thing to take a victory lap on. It's also a weird thing to want to brag about. Ha, I know how to use a fax machine. I do know how to use a fax machine, and never do I use that as a badge of honor. It's just one of those things. It really dates you, to be honest with you, the fact that you know how to use a fax machine. But one of the things that we learned about this is there are still a lot of workplaces that use fax yeah. machines and stuff like that. I had no idea. Yeah, specifically government run and anything in healthcare, which is also government run here, of course, they'll use fax machines. And the reason why they do it is for privacy and safety as well. So they're dealing with sensitive information all the time, whether you're talking about the CRA or whether you're talking about your doctor. Um, if it their system gets hacked, like could you imagine everything was just over email? then that's where the, the issue would lie. It's just it, they're not taking a chance that something couldn't get hacked and your personal information, and boy, oh boy, do they ever have all your personal information. Again, everything from SIN numbers to what medications you're on, depending on what you're talking about, they'll have it the, at the ready. So they purposely leave it out um, of those areas over email and they'll specifically leave it to fax because it cannot be hacked. I know that it can't be hacked. I just don't consider a fax secure. And the reason is simple. I can't tell you how many times I have walked into the office in the morning and I see the things that got faxed in overnight just sitting on top of the copier or sitting on top of the fax machine and anybody could go through it. I I just, I feel like if it's electronic, if it's on your phone or on your computer, your login, at least you can control access to it. I know you could be hacked, but as far as anyone seeing it, it's your control. The facts, I don't know when you're going to send it. I don't want to have to be here when it comes through. And unless I am, whoever gets there first has access to all of that information. So it's not a, a massive threat, but I wouldn't say it's secure. But it's not worth changing over. I mean, it makes sense to have a ready. Guys, we're going to argue again. Ready? We're going to hate each other. Yeah. No, I, I disagree because I, I understand why they why they do it. Because, yes, you're in charge of your own sensitive info, but that's always going to be the case. You're in charge of keeping your SIN number secure. Absolutely. So you need to trust that the government is keeping your information secure as well. Oh, I don't trust them at all. The- <laughs> but that's in what fact, I mean. that's the last person. So them this, and Indigo. But this, I trust the least with my info. But this is what I'm talking about. Indigo got hacked. Yep. The government won't get hacked. Doesn't that give you peace of mind to know that everything, if everything's done with CRA, your doctor, for example, and what you've been through in your own doctor's office could stay your business and you know that no one's going to hack into that system and threaten to let everybody know who, who's got fucking herpes or something. I don't know. I don't know who would use that information. But 
prominent figures. You know, you look at politicians, you look at celebrity. People might hack those things for the for who knows. Weird people are weird like that. I don't know what, why hackers do what they do. Usually, it's for money to blackmail. So if you know that you can at least take that off the table, like no one's going to try to blackmail me and hack into the government or or healthcare service providers. Uh, database, if you will, and you know that it's not going to be hacked, I'd run the risk of someone seeing a fax. Like, who cares? I don't think it's a big deal. That's such a small, insignificant issue compared to what could be a national fucking disaster. So I'm all for it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Listen, if you're one of the people at work who would shame or make fun of or belittle someone who doesn't know how to use the old school technology, get the fuck out of here. You should be helping. You should be uh, teaching. You shouldn't be making fun of or anything because you know what? Those younger people, they know a lot of shit that you don't. And you know what? They're going to replace you sooner than you think. So be kind at all times, always, full stop. Stop being an asshole. I think even if it's a joke, because we had some people text in about this today too that just said like they razz me all the time when I have to ask them for help. But they're trying to joke around. I think it even hurts them when they're joking around. Like, okay, fine, I'll tell you, sweetheart. You know, don't be condescending. Right. Don't be rude. And you're absolutely right. Because, like, right now, boomers, for example, they're going to have to go to Gen Z for some things. Eventually, millennial or Gen X is going to have to go to probably Gen Z as well. Maybe millennials. Millennials are going to get to that stage where new technology is coming in. They're going to have to ask Alpha at that point. I need some help. We're all going to be in these similar situations when it comes to technology in the workplace. So be nice. There are also, in fairness, for the the young people that just can't figure out how to send a fax, most of them are an all-in-one unit now. So, for example, our big photocopier over there is a printer, scanner, fax, the whole nine yards. If you're not sure how to send a fax, if you just flip the tab up, there's detailed instructions on how to send a fax. But people also don't want to read instructions anymore, and that's a bit of a fault of some of the younger generation. I could set down a brand new tablet from a brand new company, let's say company V19. That's the model number of the monitor in okay. front of me. Yeah, yeah. Let's say V19 just created this cool new. We have the most obscure monitor. That's oh, an yeah. Acer. That's an Acer. There you go. Okay. Well, you've got this brand new tablet. If I set that down in front of a younger person, doesn't matter how new it is or if they've ever used it before, they could figure out a tablet pretty quickly. Set them down in front of a scanner, copier, fax, all in one kind of deal and they just can't figure it out? I think they could figure it out. It's really just a matter of learning or asking a couple of questions. We're not talking about impossible technology. It's as simple as put it face down, type in the number, and press send. That's it. That's how it works. I really wish that I could take this microphone in the studio, which is wired up, and unfortunately I can't, but there's literally a fax machine over there. I almost would like to do a test. I fully admit I probably don't know how to fax. I didn't even know there was instructions written, but I've never needed to fax. So it's a little different. If I had to, I'd probably figure it out. Who the fuck are you faxing? Exactly. I mean, for our jobs, we don't really need to know this. But even as a for a copy, it takes me a second. I'm like, which way does it, which way does it go? I'll fully admit, when I when I or if I ever scan documents at home, which is rare because my printer and scanner usually break all the time or I can't figure it out, I have to figure out which way is which, like which way is facing up and which way is facing down. And the little arrow thingy doesn't help me at all because I still don't understand what it means. So there's still a lot of technology that I don't that I don't know or I'll take a while to figure out. But I wish I could mic, take this mic and go out there and try to do it right now as a test. Huh. I'm kind of curious to see if you could do it too. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll try to like fax it to you via, can't you like fax via email? 
Isn't that how that works? Like, or scan and then email it, right? Sure you can, yeah. I don't know. I don't fax. Then we're back into your I big don't. security concern again, though. <laughs> Let me email you this sensitive document via the fax machine. What could go wrong? Last thing I want to mention, and we'll do this real quick, but I do like reading about common sense laws that we could bring to Canada. And these uh, people in the Netherlands are on to something. A 28-year-old man has just become the first person convicted under their new stealthing law. Stealth. He removed the condom during sex and didn't tell oh, his female partner. Oh, that's not okay. But this does happen. And in the past, th- prosecutors have tried charging them with things like sexual assault, rape, that sort of thing. Judges will usually throw out the rape claim because no matter what, it was consensual sex. There was just a part of the sex that was not consensual and it makes it harder to get a conviction. Hmm. So the Netherlands took it a step further and they just plain made it a crime to remove the condom without informing your partner or without your partner's consent. Mm. That's a simple thing that our lawmakers could do that would probably keep everybody a lot safer. Uh, In this case, the guy got fined 1,000 euros and a three-month prison sentence. Oh, wow. Suspended sentence because of other mitigating factors, but they take that seriously, Mm. as they should. Yeah. Have yourselves a fantastic, beautiful, sunny Wednesday, everybody. And we will catch you right back here tomorrow with another After 9. Bye. Amid a rise in shoplifting, Lowe's is using a new 400-pound egg-shaped security robot to patrol parking lots at some of their stores. Listen, if I wanted to go to a hardware store with no human employees, I'd go to Home Depot. Russia is reportedly restoring hundreds of decades-old Soviet tanks to use against Ukraine amid a shortage of weapons and equipment. Oh, they are struggling. Next, it's just going to be any way to trick out these T-shirt cannons. I read that uh, Kraft Heinz is delivering new Lunchables directly to school cafeterias across the country. Every divorced dad is like, oh, but when I give it to them. (laughs) Don't forget, two Lunchables counts as a dinnerable. Microsoft is set to hold a future of work with AI event, and this is scary. None of the executives can remember organizing it. <laughs>